Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Hangover. As you can hear by the voice, my name's Carl. Um, I am starting this podcast off today. Because- I'm not okay. I'm not okay. This has been going on for the past eight hours. I'm just a kid and my life is a nightmare. He won't stop. <laughs> Uh, so Shane is here. He's just, you know, in and out of the corner every once in a while. And so we need to get the podcast started. So I just started and he... He's crying his microphone. That's going to shock him. Yeah, that's... Waterworks and electricity don't mix, bro. Because I'm broken <laughs> and I'm broken. <laughs> so Shane, why are you? Why are you broken? Why are you torn, if you will? So I had... I had such such happiness for one week. Six days of pure Six bliss. Full days of Eli Manning being benched by the San Francisco Giants. So this is the start of our quick outs. And uh, <laughs> Eli Manning is once again the starter for the New York Giants. And you, just, that's two time Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? I don't know what you're it's talking like about. Like fifth all time. Wow. I don't want to hear any of yeah, that that's anymore. Like, so that's like top seven in every. I cannot wait until category. next year yeah, when Josh roughly. McDaniels is the starting uh, is the starting is the head coach <laughs> starting head coach for this is starting head coach for the New York Football Giants <laughs> and he releases Eli Manning during the off season. Dude, Eli's gone. He's out after this year, and I don't think that's the Giants' choice. I think, I think that's his. Eli wants to go because yeah. he oh. feels he's got to feel disrespected by that organization. Well, I mean, yes, it was it was McAdoo that made the made the choice, but apparently, all of I mean, you've got to approve that with the ownership at that oh, point when absolutely. it's when it's Eli Manning for a guy like that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for a future Hall of Fame quarterback like that. Yes, God, he's going to Jacksonville, and it will be so great to reunite with Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Um, so that brings us to our next uh, quick out. Ben McAdoo is Ben McAgon. Snap! Boom! Yeah, he got fired. Uh, not exactly a huge shock. Um, he was kind of on the hot seat for a, a while. A little more surprising was Jerry Reese also got yeah, fired. Jerry Reese also got fired. He was the GM. He's been the GM since 2007. You thought well, that was surprising? I did because they've won two Super Bowls with him there, uh, including the first year that he was there. Uh, they also... Um, they've had some good seasons with them there, and including last year. Um, really, it, it seemed like it wasn't so much the talent that was around there; it was the way it was being coached in a lot of ways. See, and I have, I have one defense against that: is how many Pro Bowl players have they drafted? Three in the past ten years. That's uh, yeah. yeah I, I guess drafted wise, but I mean, with that said, yeah, that that's that might be a problem with the scouts that they hire. But he has signed some good players. Well, and, and like the Pro Bowl players, I don't think matter as much as winning. And right. like, yeah. they, they well, had some like good seasons. It end, matters when your picks are busts. That's what my point is with the Pro Bowl players. Like, it matters when your picks aren't there. At Landon Collins, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Odo Beckham. 
Well, I mean, Name for a couple me seasons, uh, Prince uh, Akamura, Akamura for a few years was was a really good. Yes, he didn't he didn't have longevity, but they got rid of him when when he started going downhill. He had a couple good years. Yeah, uh, Dominique Rogers Camardi uh, for a few seasons. He for, wasn't drafted he was a, by he, the Giants. He was drafted he was, by the Jets. Or no, he was, he was still on the Chargers. Char- no, you no. are you are thinking of Antonio Cromartie. I am thinking of Antonio you're, Cromartie. Yeah, you're thinking Dominic Rogers Cromartie was drafted by the Giants. No, he was not. I, I, Arizona. Yes, he was drafted. Was by he Arizona? Arizona? Oh, he was and signed, and then he was, and then he was signed by the. Yes, yeah. and then, then he was signed by the Giants. Denver, but, like, he went to Denver, and then he went to New York after that. Did he go to Denver first? Or he went to Denver and then Philly, and then. Or did he go to I don't Philly? Remember, <laughs> I don't remember him in Denver. I don't remember him in Denver at all. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, I, I think I was surprised by the Reese uh, firing just because of the success that the Giants have had while he was there. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's usually a record of w- whenever the head coach is fired, usually the GM goes with him, though, right? Not always. Not no, always? That's, that's actually not, not true. I mean, they've had two coaches, or th- this is the third coach in Minnesota with... With Spielman. With Spielman. Spielman's been the... He came in with the guy before... He came in with Childress. Yeah. And oh, so he's been around right. since they drafted... Because I think he's been around about the same time as Reese. Um, yeah. And so that's Childress, and then um, Leslie Frazier, and then now... Uh, is it? Did it really go straight from Frazier to Zimmer? Yes, it did. Oh. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is his third coach, and essentially you get three coaches and you're out. I mean, the Patriots have had the same uh, coach <laughs> and GM since two thousand. Since two thousand. Yeah. Yes, the Patriots have, and you know, good, Bill good. Belichick. Anyways, Carl. <laughs> so, anyway, um, this last week in the uh, NFL uh, season was rough. Let's it, just say it was, the Steelers played the Bengals. It was dicey. Yeah, to say the least. there was some was there were some shots. Chippy is the word I was looking for. Um, so we'll get to that game in a second. Um, Gronk threw out a uh, WWE tryout during his uh, during the game against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that was bad. That he was, he, he deserved what? the one game. Did, I actually thought it reminded me more of MMA because he came down with like that straight shot after he knocked his opponent down. Well, he was he you was can't hit him in the back of the head though. Well, I mean, did you see the weird stutter step he did right yeah. before he did it too? Like <laughs> then, that we, was odd. You heard after they did an interview with him after he said he felt like he was pushed. Well, he said that he didn't like what was going on because he he was he had problems with that with that safety all game because yeah. he was being played on him. And he said on that specific play too that that he was he was foul. He thought he was fouled. He wasn't. Yeah. If you watch the whole play, he was not. He said he was pushed off of, and then he got away with this pick, and and he got pissed and and went off on him. And even afterwards, uh, Bill Belichick said uh, it was BS. He like he said that the play was BS and he was mad at Gronk yeah. for it. I mean, there's no excuse for that. That was no, terrible. It was, it was awful. As the resident Patriots fan, I will not defend him. That's that's yeah. the worst thing I've seen since Albert Haynes were stomping on that on Andre Girard's head. Uh, Sue, I Sue's done a lot of Sue's done a lot stuff. of bad things. Burfix done a lot of bad things. There's been I, I wouldn't say it's the worst thing I've seen, but it's okay. it's still it, it, it belongs good. in the conversation for me. It, that and I guess that's what it was for me is because that stuck out as something like. The play was over. It was done, yep. and he went with intention to hurt yes. him. Yeah. Yep. No, it belong. It definitely belongs in the conversation. It well, was. It was bad. It's the back of the head, dude. Like right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. So easy. If he, to just if get he hit him, if he like went with intention and hit him like in the side, it's not as bad because he's not hitting him in the head. Still, I don't like it. Yeah. No, it was. I. I. But I mean, when you go for the head, you're going to try to hurt somebody. And and like I that, don't that's like a, that. That's at all. a six six two hundred and sixty five pound yeah. man. Against a 5'10", 190-pound man. 
I saw this tweet, so I'm not going to take take credit for it, but I really like somebody saying, I want the Patriots to sign Glenn Gronkowski and play him at tight end against the, the Dolphins just to mess with him. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so we're going to stay at the uh, suspension convention for a hot second. Um, joining Gronk there is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster? Schuster, Schuster. JSS. JSS. Uh, JSS from the Pittsburgh Steelers will be joining him there. Um, for a colossal block, not necessarily just for the block, but more for the taunt afterwards. Yes. Um, on Vanta's birth, hi, perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. Ah, got it. There it is. Um, <laughs> which I, not you know, defending perfect by any means. He's had his share of, you know, what did it, it's a taunt. The taunt was just unnecessary. What did Antonio yeah. Brown call it? Karma. <laughs> um, no, it was it was 100% unnecessary for him to taunt over him. It's the, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for this, but this is a division game in the AFC North, as Ben Roethlisberger so stated after the game. These are always really tough, hard-hitting games. Yeah, but you're not getting this with friggin' Cleveland, Pittsburgh. You're like this happens with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh every single year. Yeah, it gets. You don't it, get this with the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens and those teams. Yeah, they're tough games, but they're not dirty like this. I no. mean, Ravens and Steelers has gotten a little chippy at, at times. It back has. when the Ravens were like, but also look at the history, but not Steelers and the Bengals, the teams themselves. They're yeah. not exactly the exemplary team like a New England Patriots are. Like right. they're, they're not exactly with a bunch the of cleanest, a bunch yeah. of you know. Ruffians? Ruffians. Ruffians, that's a word. This is a couple teams filled with a bunch of ruffians. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, So, Juju uh, joined the suspension convention. Um, Some big injuries that came from... uh, Real big injuries. Real big injuries. Um, I'll start with the most fantasy relevant and then go to kind of the more serious ones. Um, Joe Mixon got knocked out uh, with a concussion and shoulder injury, I believe. Yeah, I think it was oh, shoulder. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Um, they're saying he may miss a week or two. Um, it if you're if you have Mixon, pick up Bernard as a, just in case, especially if you're jumping into you know uh, if you're going to week one of the playoffs, which a lot of people are this week. Um, moving on, there were a couple of defensive injuries. Um, but on that Juju uh, play, um, Perfect did get hurt fairly seriously. He was carted off. Um, I don't remember. There's they no report yet. Anything. Yeah, there's no report yet on on what was, going on. He with was them. able to get up and walk to the locker room. He, he, he yeah. And in, in the back during the game, they said he was able to get unstrapped, get up, and walk himself to the locker room. So oh, I think okay. he's gonna be okay. That's yeah. good. I know, like it looked nasty with the wrist, but um, and then the uh, again the most serious one, um, uh, Shazier uh, went in for a tackle and he put his head low and um, they're calling it a back injury. Um, but while he was on the field, he wasn't able to move his legs. They're so. calling it a spinal injury. Spinal contusion. Yeah. They said spinal contusion. He, yeah, he wasn't moving his legs on the field. They said that once he got to the hospital, he was getting some feeling back, mm-hmm. and he was able to do some movement in the legs. But, I mean, it when he rolled over, the, his legs didn't move. Like, yeah, no. he forced his legs over, and they the flopped. Next, the next day or two are going to be huge. Yep, that's yeah. what they said last sure. night is the next, or that's what they said today is the next 24 day to 48 two, hours, be, yep. Which would be Tuesday, Wednesday time period. That's... This is this is possibly like Zach Miller bad, like where a couple weeks ago worse. Zach, I, I would Zach say Miller worse. almost lost his leg. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, this is 
I, I, we're talking about. Oh, we're something. talking about worst case scenario where you know Zach Miller yeah. would have lost a leg. He could lose. He could lose. You know, use of use his, of legs. his legs, yep. which would um, be yeah. So um, I mean, this is. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad, but um, yeah. we're all hoping that that he's okay. I yep. mean, everybody's had, wishing him good luck, and he's had a hell of a year, and like it it sucks for it to come to an end like this. And I mean, obviously, we want to see him back on the field. Um, so. Thoughts go out to him. Yep, there were a lot. There was a lot of talk that he was in the defensive player of the year run. Oh, for sure. He, he's, yeah, he's been fantastic. He's been all over the field. He's been a huge key for that defense. He's been what they wanted him to be when they drafted him in the first round. Right. So, um, and in lighter news, um, Jeff Fisher wants to coach again. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's looking for teams, <laughs> and I I will pitch this out there, Cleveland Browns. How. Badly, would they want to be seven and nine? <laughs> I mean, they haven't hit that in what six years. Well, they haven't won a game in over a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a year. They won last December. Oh, was it, last <laughs> it was last December. I'm sorry, folks. It's only been a year. Oh, I can't wait for year. them to join the Detroit Lions with the uh, Owen sixteen club. So it's the, hard to see them winning a game. If they at the win end of this a game, it's ha- it has to be this week. I, against Green Bay. Against Green Bay. If they win a game, it has to be this week. Oh, my God. I would love that, though. Oh, I think everyone in Minnesota would love that, too. Every, uh, oh, as, <laughs> as someone that likes the Lions, seeing the Browns get their first win against Green yeah. Bay would be so nice. <laughs> I was wondering where you were getting that from. All right. And that is all we have for Quick Outs today. So I did not start the show off with a shot, but let's take a shot anyway. All right. Sounds good. Sure. So my question for the for the panel is which Green Bay running back would you rather own? Jamal Williams. This year or going on? Going on. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. I kept wanting to say Adams. I was like, that's a wide receiver. If we're we're talking about going on, like going on just the end of this year or like if it was a dynasty. We're okay. Let's, 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 you know, let's bring them both on Uh, the remainder of the season and then dynasty. Right so if you season. if you're going if you're going playoffs, which one of those two running backs would you rather have on your team? Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. Jamal Williams. I mean, Aaron Jones had what that he had one he had carry one for carry. twenty yards yeah. and a touchdown. Yeah. Yep. Give me Jamal Williams. Uh, going forward though, who's the which one of those backs is the one to own? Jamal I think Williams. Jamal Williams as well. I I'm picking Ty Montgomery. I was gonna say I would still oh, stick him with Ty Montgomery. I would stick with Ty PPR Montgomery. leagues. I mean, if he moves from Green Bay, he, they're gonna use him. I still think they're gonna use him at Green Bay. Hmm. So okay, I, I'd rather have Ty. Montgomery. So no one here thinks Aaron Jones though. I, I not after not after the arrest thing and like with some injury he's had a few injuries yeah. flash I, in the pan kind of, I, yeah, I don't know I yeah I, I think they I'm not saying they lost trust in him but it's just like a Sam Congato it could be Although that's, Gato, that's a Gato flash for the past for yeah. uh, Green that, Bay there I still wonder that. what happened to him because he had he had like a good year. he had like four second great half. games in a Such row a and and then half. all of a sudden he's just gone, gone. yep anyone else remember Steve Slayton. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But he was a first round pick. Second round pick. For, he was something. I thought he was the end of the first round. Like he no, was. No, he was not a first round pick. I know that for sure. Ooh, ooh, third look round. it up. He was third round. Third round pick. Okay. Uh, but like he was actually like slotted as like this is our next starter. Yeah. Yeah. For a year, and yep. then he just disappeared. Like I mean, I mean, uh, when it comes to Jones, like he was drafted as like we want a third string running back. 
So well, they yeah. drafted both of the guys, hoping that one of them would pan out. Wait, was Aaron yeah. Jones even drafted, or was he undrafted? I, oh, I he might have been. Were, I think he was undrafted. Because I know Jamal Williams was drafted. Yes, I thought they were a couple of rounds apart. Yeah, I thought one was like a third, and one was a fifth or a fourth. And that sixth. that might. That? I think Jamal I think it's third and fifth. And, yeah, I thought Aaron Jones was like a fifth round pick. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones was a seventh round pick. Seventh round. Okay, pick. even worse. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, that was my that was my start off. So uh, yeah, I guess off. now it's time for us to. Uh, Wait, what's our Review topic our right suds now? and duds. Um, oh, we're going to go over suds and duds. <laughs> Never mind. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So we'll start off with Shane. Your sud was uh, the former New York Giants starting quarterback, Geno Smith. Yeah, that one That one didn't pan out so well. Uh, he was 212 in a touchdown. It was okay. He had a strip sack, though. The, the, fumble, the fumble oh. didn't help, but... I didn't see any turnovers. He wasn't terrible. He did not. He wasn't a top ten quarterback for the week. I don't believe. No, but he was still startable. He was still a start startable asset. I think he had seventeen points. He had eleven point nine. Yeah, he had he oh. had like eleven points. So he like, didn't kill you, but yeah, he wasn't. I, I don't he think that's money. a hit. But it was uh, more I, for the the theatrical. It was. I'm calling a miss. Him. I'm calling a miss yeah. on my own okay, yeah, pick there. Uh, Although my dud, your dud was Demarco Murray. He had 11 carries for 66 yards, two cut, two catches for 13 yards, so seven to nine points, which I would call a miss. Didn't hit 10 points in either either format. You mean a hit? Oh yeah, a hit. Sorry, <laughs> it's a dud. It's so a like dud. my brain it said miss. Um, he was a dud. I I agree that it, it's probably it's closer to bordering flex, but I yeah. give you the win on that one. Yeah, okay. I'll get on there. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, he is touchdown dependent. He needs a touchdown to be fully relevant, and he didn't have it. I would, I would call him irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think he killed it. He got nine, eight point nine points. Nine, nine points nine in, points. in in PPR. Half point PPR. Seven to nine. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't think points. he killed you. Nine points for a flex play isn't too bad, but no, yeah, I, I'd still call him a dud. I, yeah. I still think he's a miss. Where where you drafted him earlier in the year that. Seven to nine points is good. I'm really excited for after the after week 17 when we go through and uh, find out who had the best hit and miss uh, ratio of the season. Oh, that's really exciting! Oh, that's I didn't fun. even think of that. Oh, uh, moving on with the suds and duds, uh, we have Carl, oh. whose sud was Robbie Anderson. That was definitely a hit. That was he had a super oh, hit. That yeah. eight catches hit. for 107 yards, 10 to 18 points. That might be the first time we have a hit with him where it wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, actually. Oh, that's a good point. That was, he, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's had 300-yard games in a row, I think it is. But still, he had touchdowns in the two previous games. Three out of the mm. last five were 100-yard games, and he had a five-game touchdown streak. Yeah, so, I mean, that got broken. But I think this is the first time that he is a hit purely on yards and catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. Um, your dud, however, I'm going to call a miss. The other guys can have their own opinion. But uh, it was Marvin Jones. He had four catches for 90 yards, so between 9 and 13 points. Yeah, that's 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 a miss. I'd call it a miss. Yeah. Uh, and then myself, my sud was Phillip Rivers, 344 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Great start. Good what you want out of a sud. Was he – here's here's my question for – it's harder to judge quarterbacks. Um. And the reason why I say that is that I, I feel like you should judge quarterbacks by saying if you're in a 12-team league, was he a starter? Was he in the top 12 starting quarterbacks for that week? I think, okay. that's, I think that's fair. Um, so let's take a look. Where was... uh? We've got the stats up right here. 
Give me one second. Well, oh, while you oh. look that up, my I'll go over my dud. And my dud was Derek Carr, who definitely was a miss. Uh, he had 287 yards and a touchdown. So he was, in my opinion, he was a very startable asset because he, he didn't hurt your team, got you around 18 to 20 points, if not more, depending on your league setup. So I would call that a miss. And I would say that the worst you can get with Phillip Rivers right now is even money. I'm not saying that it's, yeah. a, it's a miss if it's bad. I'm just so saying that. I was going to say 344 and a think, touchdown isn't a miss. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that if if I think that when it comes to hit and miss on quarterbacks, and it's weird that this is the first time we've discussed this. Um, yeah, I, we'd never brought this up before. Yeah, no, no. I just uh, it's It just it hasn't really occurred to me until right now. Yeah. Um, I think that if they're not like a starter in a 12-team league, it's hard to call it a hit. I mean, if there's... You know, if they're a top fifteen quarterback and they had a really good game, yeah, that's still that's still at least even money. But I, if they're not in the top twelve, I don't think that's a full hit. Does okay. that make sense? Is, did, is oh yeah, that, that's why we always say stream quarterbacks. Yeah, a- a- any given week from the free agency, I mean, you, you'll find a top twelve quarterback when they're all scoring eighteen points. I, I mean, you, you'll find a top twelve quarterback in the free agents almost every week. Right. Were you able to get those? numbers yet nope all right we'll just call well, it a yeah, hit yeah. i'm gonna i'm just gonna call it a hit he was probably a top 12 okay yeah i think because I, I would i would assume he was top 12 so i'm calling that one a hit yeah because looking at the numbers from last week i think he has the he was probably a top five quarterback he was, last week had the, four yard days like top four yeah he was top four in yards so yeah i'm just saying i i wasn't saying it to be a jerk to you no no no, no i was no. i was just saying it as like as like Uh-oh. i think that's a good good uh Uh-oh. thing to <laughs> Can you guys tell me who the leading rusher for Kansas City was last week? Oh, I, can, I know Smith. it's Alex Smith. <laughs> it's Alex Smith. He had a 70-yard touchdown run. <laughs> he had a 70-yard run it, without it a, a touchdown. touchdown. It wasn't. They, oh, they, he got caught before he got in there? It wasn't oh. a touchdown. But he, he was, was one of two players last week yeah, to have 70 And they only runs. gave Kareem Hunt 11 carries again. Nope. I don't get it. Why don't they run him more? They were they were up 14-0 at the beginning, and they didn't run him. They had two touchdowns within five minutes of the start of the game. Yeah. And they still threw the ball, and I mean, yeah, I get it that Alex Smith had a better game that week than before, but why not give your running backs the ball? I mean, they don't have a lot of carries on that team anymore, nonetheless just him. The reason they lost is what I think is the same reason Cincinnati lost. They they stopped running the ball. Mm -hmm. Run the ball, control the clock, wear out the defense, and... Just run the ball. Control yeah. control the ball. Yeah, like, like you're, you're up to four, 13 points, I think, Cincinnati was at one point. Mm-hmm. Run the ball. Control like, the clock. Even though Mixon got hurt, like, Gio was running real nice. He was running like yeah. crazy. He, like, he was running like a man running for his job. It's like everybody's the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Ice. Betty Ice. <laughs> no! We're going to go from 28 to 3. 28 to 3. No way to mess this up. No way to mess this up. Perfect, Perfect conditions. Chiefs have been doing that since week 5. Yeah, yeah. I still, I just Sorry, don't six. get it. I don't get why they never change their game plan. Right, doesn't make like, sense. It's 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 odd to me. All right, who's uh who's next? Uh, that's it because we did not get one from Chris last. Oh, week. that's right, oh, not, yeah. none for Chris. All right, so that Chris, was MIA. Chris was at an MIA concert. <laughs> All I wanna do is and a, and take Ching. your money. All right, guys. So now it's time to uh to. Boom, boom, boom! Get this cap uh, and take your money. So that didn't work. Cause I didn't like that one. Here, let's take, all right. Rewind. Burr, 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 burr. Now it's time to taste the Rockies. What what is going on? Um, <laughs> all right. So our main discussion today, uh, we've got a couple different things to actually go over. 
the first thing I think we want to discuss is possible IR returns um, for the playoffs. And the name that's on everybody's lips is Aaron Rodgers. True fact. So I think if Cleveland beats Green Bay, I should say if Green Bay loses next week, <laughs> that's accurate. I, I'd be hesitant to say that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Yes. Mm-hmm. But but what, if, if they're in, still in the playoff hunt, then he's back. If they're if they're in the playoff hunt, I think they start him. I, I don't think oh, you, immediately. Yeah, I mean, if you have a chance to make the playoffs with that team, you you still go. Well, and I kind of get the feeling from all the news that's been coming out that whether or not they win next week, Rodgers is going to play. That's, that's what just kind of the feeling. Too. And I don't I don't like that by the fact that I love it. I have him. I'm week well, fifteen, baby. I should say I <laughs> no. don't like that for Green Bay. Um, I like it for fantasy. I think it's great to get, grab Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think you risk your franchise quarterback on a season that's done, essentially, uh, and risk him getting re-injured on an injury that is very easy to re-injure after it's healed. I mean, collarbone injuries are rough. Yeah. Um. But on that note, the upside of having him come back is huge because. Oh, it he, is. He's been gone since week. Well, so week six, he scored zero points because he only played, you know, a two court, snaps. Two snaps. Um, it's but pretty quick. Even though he has been out since week six, for all intents and purposes, he is still the number twenty nine ring quarterback. <laughs> yeah, like he has been out for almost ten weeks, for eight weeks, and he is still not there are still worse quarterbacks I, that are starting right now that's true um i mean there's san fran there's the cleveland browns oh there's a couple of the teams joe flacco joe, well. <laughs> i got to believe joe flacco's below him um i don't know who else might be might be down there maybe yeah, i think Brissett's probably above him actually jacoby Brissett's probably i would i would say he's a top 20 well, let's... Uh, maybe. It's possible. I mean, yeah, he didn't start the first week of the season, so that might bring him down. At least he didn't have those Tolzien numbers that first week. So, some notable names below Aaron Rodgers. Um, starting quarterback-wise, uh, C.J. Beathard. Nope. Um, Mitchell Trubisky is the 33rd ranked. Um, <laughs> Tom Savage. Um... Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Um, actually, those are really the only... Uh, Geno Smith, former starting quarterback for the New York Football Giants. I don't want to talk about this one. <laughs> um, but otherwise, you've got... Uh, Kobe I mean, Brissett, you know who he is above? Who? That played the same amount of games this year? Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Yep. He's um, above him by 17 points. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is five points behind Joe Flacco, uh, four points behind Jay Cutler. Uh, One point behind Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. So I Deshaun mean, Kaiser's above him. Wow. Yeah, not by Kaiser's much. had like five rushing touchdowns. That's true. But these guys have all had eight more weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know that that upside though. Like I picked him up in the league. Like I mean, it's a it's a longer playoffs, which I yeah, whatever. Um, but it's yeah. I mean, if he's if he's sitting there and you maybe have first round buy or you're you're. I mean, now's kind of the time where if you don't have your playoff team, ooh, you should be a little worried. You know, yeah. uh, quick guess: who do you think is the? Uh, and I'm only saying this because it, it's gonna—it's a little surprising for me—is the number seven ranked quarterback in the NFL this year? 
Oh my god. Oh, is it McGowan? McCown? It, it, it is McCown. McCown. Yep. Josh he's McCown is killing it. Number killing seven. It. He has been killing it. He's had a couple down games though, so I didn't expect McGowan. him to be that high. He, he's, only had, Rose. he's only had two down games really. Like <laughs> week one against Buffalo, he had two picks and only threw for 187 yards. He had I mean, nine points. And then week four against Jacksonville, he was held to four points. He was the second best quarterback last week. The only like, person beating him was Alex Smith. Like the dude's been doing well, especially since Austin Sperian Jenkins came back. Like mm. Not to toot that horn again. Eh, well, it, it, look at ASJ's games recently. Yeah. yeah, they've been a little bit low, but look at Robbie Anderson's games recently. And Jermaine Curse, both yeah. of them. God, Jermaine Curse, yeah. Good God. He yeah. just went off. Let's not forget Anderson. Like, dude, he's been killing it, man. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson? Yeah. Uh, who, do you know who is the uh, league lead in interceptions right now? Or I should say tied Interceptions thrown? Yeah. Well, it's between Big Ben and Kaiser, isn't it? It is Big Ben and Blake Bortles are tied for the league lead. Bortles Bortles asked Kaiser? Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) Wow. They both have 13. How many does Kaiser have? Can someone check quick? I think he is just one behind because he hasn't played enough games for that. To get back, pick up Aaron Rodgers if he's in free agency. I mean, mean, if you can get one week with, you know, maybe losing out on an Oh, I lied. This was a week 12 stat. Kaiser isn't head again. This was Kaiser's head again. Okay. He's got 14 now. But yeah, no, so, yeah, as Chris said and Carl said, pick up Aaron Rodgers. He's he's kind of a good guy. Good good guy to play. He has his moments. You can double check it if you want. Usually they're from Mm -hmm. the 50-yard line with about four seconds left at either end, at either half, and he throws it up. Aaron Rodgers, you came back to save us. I always do. I always do. do. God, that's that's coming true. So um, another person to kind of talk about. Um, he's not coming back this week, but it's possible next week he could. Uh, Chris Carson for Seattle. I wouldn't touch him. Mike Davis looks pretty good, man. Mike we, Davis is looking decent. I, I mean, Chris Carson looked real good when he was there. Yes, he did. Um, I mean, although that is very limited numbers because that is only four weeks yeah. before he got injured. Um, but, I mean... Seattle's just, been rough at the running game. They they have been, but they have it, no if you just watch Mike Davis run, I mean, to me at least, he passes the eye test. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. he looks pretty good. Mike Davis was a niner last year. Yeah, he was. Then he got, a he, he, he got started, released he two years ago. Yeah. yeah, he was with the Niners for like two or three years. But uh, no, I mean that's it's a good point. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. Um. Just I, I want one other person I'm going to mention. I don't know if anybody else has uh people possibly coming off the IR. Um, one name that I feel like needs to be mentioned is going to be David Johnson. Don't touch him. Does not sound like he's coming back. They have they have said that he there's a possibility. Um, the, the last interview I saw was about three days ago, and he did not close the door on him coming back. But he said that there's still stiffness in the wrist, and they are out of playoff contention. Oh, yeah. Practically. I mean, technically, yep. they're still mathematically not eliminated, but I wouldn't. I would not touch him. I mean, I Give would it another week. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't touch Adrian lot. Peterson on that team either. Right no, now. a lot needs to happen for them to make the to make the playoffs. Yeah, um, but the, he's. I feel like he's worth mentioning because when he got injured, everyone talked about that eight weeks. Everyone yeah. talked about him being, you know, possible IR return. Um, and with that said, I don't think there's a, any other ones to really bring up. There's no one I could even really think of, to be honest. I mean, there's. 
not he wasn't an IR return, but there was Josh Gordon coming back last week, mm-hmm. um, which Looks pretty kind, solid. Which brings us into our next part of this topic, and that is streamers. That is that is uh, players that you know maybe not the whole season you had as a as a big guy, but players that are now. One, you might start him in the playoffs. One big guy that I think a lot of Gronk owners should get is Cameron Brait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I am currently attempting to pick him up in <laughs> XFL. Yep, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. him or he, he, even, I wish the worst of luck to you, Shane. Him or Njoku. <laughs> I think you've got me beat in the uh, way If wide. I lost Gronk, him or Njoku. Njoku had, I mean, they're lining him out there against cor- uh, cornerbacks and safeties as a receiver, and they're throwing him the ball. He looked good. Right? And he's, uh, now that they've got Gordon back and they've got uh, Coleman back a little bit he's been playing but he hasn't been playing great but he didn't have a single catch last week but he uh he is uh he's he early in the season there wasn't a lot of receivers for cleveland and he was getting double covered at times yeah Mm -hmm. because he had streaks of times where he was looking good uh and now they've got those receivers back so they can't risk the coverage on him and it showed last week when when they were putting coverage on gordon njoku was open and he was catching the ball Oh, actually, on that point, Josh Gordon is probably on a lot of free agency waiver wires. He's what? Uh, he's probably in free agency. He's probably oh, on yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's sure probably he's someone be. that you can grab. Um, Which I think he's back. I don't know about you guys, but he, he looked super good. He was going against Casey Hayward, the best cornerback in the league right now, according to Pro Football Focus. Four for 85, the most on Casey Hayward in like two years. And yeah, he had 11 targets. Like they're looking his way, clearly. When if I think there were two passes, if Kaiser didn't just completely botch him, dude, he'd be over 100 yards easy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I feel like he would have also done a little bit better if Hugh Jackson didn't show his hand before the game. <laughs> oh, and say, hey, we're gonna pepper him with targets. But yeah, he pretty much said he's like, oh, we're gonna DeAndre Hopkins this guy. <laughs> like it, there was. You got to be a little bit calmer with your game plan because he said that thinking that and I thought like, oh, this is completely just a smokescreen. This is trying to get people to double cover him or put the best, you know, put Hayward on him and have your best uh, defender on him and then open up the rest of the field. And no, they totally peppered him with targets. He was was the only guy catching the ball. Well, him and Njoku actually were the only two people catching balls that game. We were talking earlier. I was super surprised they put Hayward on him after being gone out of league for what, almost three years? Yeah. It shows they have respect for him. Yeah. Yeah, it also it was, shows it they have no respect ca- for the other receivers on that team. It's it true. was three calendar years before between games for Josh Gordon. Oh, was that all? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, other streamliners, uh, yeah. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. We talked about Bay. him a little yep. bit earlier. Uh, I think he's the guy going throughout the rest of the, uh, the year for Green Bay, and he actually becomes much more <laughs> relevant if uh, if Aaron Rodgers comes back. Because that opens up the running game. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I would definitely say so. Um, would you guys look at JD McKissick for PPR? Yes, always. It would be it would be tough. Like I, I would want him on my roster, but I think he would be a tough play. Yeah, to I would be want, honest. I would want him on my roster so that someone else doesn't yes. get him. So just kind of looking through kind of ESPN stats, Rex Burkhead is only owned in sixty two percent of ESPN leads. And he's kind of the number one. He's the goal line back he's for goal- sure. Yeah. Um, can you click on him real quick? Uh, he has been getting touchdowns galore the last couple weeks. Um, two last week, one the week before that. And I mean, even outside of that, he is uh, getting, oh, that's that's just rushing touchdowns. 
Um, so, uh-oh. Um, he's also been getting, he's he's been, got two touchdowns the last two weeks for sure, and I believe he had one touchdown the week before that. So he's had five touchdowns in three games. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, it's hard not to look at that. I mean, yeah, he might not be the guy getting all of the yards on the ground, but he is, and I've said it before, I said it, I've said it at the beginning of the season, he is the most all-around back on that team when it comes to when it comes to full game. I mean, yes, Deion Lewis has that, you know, I'm going to bust out that big play potential. Yeah. But, I mean, Burkhead is the most, is the, I think, the most talented back uh, when it comes to all-around game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's only owned in 62, 63% of leagues. Like, he, check your waiver, he might be there. Um, another guy I'm looking at is Matt Forte. He's getting the majority yeah. of the carries. Yeah. Last couple weeks, it's been real good. He's been beating out Bilal Powell. Yep, and he's sitting at fifty-seven percent owned. So I mean, there's a fifty, almost a fifty-fifty chance of him just sitting on your waiver wire, hanging out, Could waiting be to be picked up, scoring you touchdowns. So right now he's scoring no one touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, uh, we Another also name? Oh. Oh. oh, Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams is out. Yeah, yeah. he is the only one there. Can yeah, they're, they're still saying he's probably a couple weeks from coming back too. From yeah. what I'm hearing, I mean it's probably Drake for the rest of the season. And yep. last week it went well. He had uh, over 20 points in whatever type of league that you have. I mean it didn't matter what type of league. He was he scored points. 23 for 120. Him? Do you play him Monday night against the Patriots? <sighs> That's rough. The Pats' rush defense has been a lot better lately. They when they give up yards, they've been giving up in the air. Yeah, and yep. even then, they're not giving up points. Yeah, Pats, so it's hard Pats to defense. start a running back against them. I mean, I think if you need a running back, I'd be, I'd be comfortable start starting him because you know he's going to get the rock. Yeah. The, the ball's not going to anybody else because they don't have anybody else. Right. It's not like that one running back for Detroit, Teal Green. Is that what's his name? Teal. Oh, the oh. guy that that you know the, the one week guy. The one week That's guy. Guy that who, I never heard of before, who, and all I, of a sudden he was running it. I, I think yeah. we got notification he wasn't in like Bleacher Reports database, and so it came up as Detroit oh, Lions ESPN. scored it. ESPN. He wasn't in ESPN's <laughs> database, so when he scored the touchdown, it said Detroit touchdown six yards because he wasn't in ESPN's database wow. for players. So that was that was kind of crazy. Um, depending on how long Amir Abdullah is out, Theo Riddick. Yeah, that's that's actually that's a really good point as well. I mean, Theo Riddick is a guy that PPR style he's been fairly decent throughout the year. Um, uh, but no, he's with with Abdullah out, he's going to be picking up those carries, and he's going to uh, he's I think he's a good good grab. Well, carries and catches. Remember, he was a top 10 PPR back was it last year yeah he yeah he was I mean that's you don't just get it to be a top top 10 PPR back in the NFL right you have that, to actually catch the ball yeah that doesn't happen by accident no um trying to think of anybody else there's a here's something that uh might be good for you grab someone like Randall Cobb right now because the second Aaron Rodgers is back, oh. all of those Green Bay uh, wide receivers' stock goes up. Yep. And Randall yep. Cobb was having a surprisingly good season to start out the year. Yeah, I mean, I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, every single one of those receivers' stock just skyrockets. Well, I think Jordy Nelson skyrockets and Devontae Adams plummets. 
I, I completely agree with that, but I would highly doubt you're able to get Jordy Nelson off a of waiver wire. Oh, no. That's, okay. Yeah. I was just saying in general, yes. Yeah, Adam, yeah. I don't think Adam comments. I think Adam stays right where it's been. I think I, I okay, he, I he would gets, say maybe not zone. plummets, um, but I would say that it definitely goes down. He will not get targeted like Rogers targets Jordy. He gets dude in the end zone, he goes for Adams. Yeah. Like he just hits Jordy for, you know, seventy two yard like two catches. <laughs> yeah. Know, two catches, hundred and forty two yards and two touchdowns. Like, oh hey. Yeah, but they're not gonna be in Tyree the red Hill zone. Numbers. They're gonna be throwing yeah. those two catches seventy four yards and touchdown plays right now. Yeah. If once Aaron Rodgers gets back. Yeah, not running the uh, read option with Brett Hudley. Another name which I'm I'm actually very surprised is sitting only at forty five percent. Kenny Stills. I mean Matt Moore loves this guy. Yeah, but Jay yeah. Cutler's back. Jay That's Cutler true. played last week. Smokey, Smokey Jay. Hey, yeah, does anybody else have a... Uh... I guess the only guy that I was thinking of, um, and if you could check his own or percentage owned, is Philip Rivers. Um, he has been on a tear lately. He's I a got top him, 10 quarterback right I got now. him off of the free agent wire, wire last week. I mean, he's in at 81, but I, I think that the reason for that is not very many uh, leagues will have two quarterbacks. Yeah, and so yeah. if you're sitting on a name, but can you in tell me- bold as in like I don't know Derek Carr or Big Ben or just a just a nicer sounding name in fantasy world, you may not drop him for Philip Rivers. Chris, right. can you go over uh, Philip Rivers' schedule for the playoffs? So let's say the next three weeks. Yeah, he's going up against Washington, KC, New York Jets. So two of those matchups sound very very juicy. Hmm. And it's the semifinals and the finals in most playoff game, playoff weeks. Because I'm sorry, but the Chiefs can't cover anybody right. who just let the Jets have 200-yard receivers on them and also beat them. And uh, then you have the Jets coming up right after that, which their pass defense has been okay this year, but yeah. still, it's beatable. It's a beatable defense. Mm-hmm. So oh, for sure. getting Phillip Rivers, who, can, who right now is on fire... And keeping Keenan Allen on fire, that's that's huge. And I mean, the Chargers have been on a tear recently. I mean, yep. they started off the year, you know, absolutely awful. But since then, they've I mean, they're sitting at six and six. They're just outside the playoffs. They're clearly playing for something. Yeah. So, well, with that said, we were talked about the number seven overall quarterback in fantasy right now is owning less than half the leagues. Thirty nine point four percent. Wow. Josh McCown. McCown. And that's strictly because of his name. Yeah, it's well, it's it has to do with his name and also the team he plays for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody trusts the Jets. Nobody's going to trust the Jets quarterbacks. But I mean, Jermaine Curse, Robbie Anderson, they've both played very well. They're both they both might actually end up being on this list when it comes to players that you need to own. Yeah, Um, yeah. Now Josh McCown does play the Broncos this week, but that is not as bad of a matchup as it was in the last couple years. No. No. But, but after that, he faces the Saints and then the Chargers, which... Those ones are a little bit rougher. Yeah, those ones are w- much more rough than, than, the, than Broncos. the Broncos. Especially which, the Saints. Yeah. The yeah. Same, this, yeah, especially if Lattimore's playing, like... Yep, Lattimore's back at practice. Yep. So he should be good to go. He, well, he, they're saying he should be good to go for Thursday night's game, again, or tonight's game, I should say, against Atlanta. But, I mean... I think that has a big impact on Julio if if Lattimore plays. Oh, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. But you still start him, right? Julio, you have to. 
It's it's hard to sit Julio. Yeah. I mean, unless Asking you were Carl in that one game earlier this season where he called Julio going down, and then yep. he got hurt, so yeah, it worked that, out for that him. That freaking... Oh, when he plays, you know, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, two for 26. What a... <laughs> well, no big deal. Not just Minnesota this year. Minnesota, every time he plays Minnesota, they <laughs> shut him down. Yeah. Yeah, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. I mean, whatever name you want. Roads closed. <laughs> well, which after the snowstorm yesterday. Oh, jeez. It took my roommate two hours to get from Brooklyn Park to Bloomington. Oh, yikes. It only, t- it only took her two hours? That's impressive. <laughs> Welcome to Minnesota weather, boys. Yeah. That's... You know, another surprising name who I think is a fantastic pickup, Mike Wallace, 33.8% owned. Like, I mean, he's not the best name, but if you need a flex play, yeah. I can comfortably, I can put him in with no worries and believe he's going to give me double digits. I mean, he's been do- doing a lot better the past couple weeks. Who do the Ravens play again this week? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yep. And they go on to Cleveland and then Indy. Which Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's offense is allowing the most big plays in, or sorry, not offense. Pittsburgh's defense is allowing the most big plays in the NFL this year. They they since Joe Hayden went down, it's just big play after big play every single week. They would have let up another seventy yard touchdown to AJ Green last night had it not been called back for a holding call. On yeah, that was and that was a sweet throw by Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, yeah. I don't say that a lot, but that was... Oh, my God. <laughs> Gorgeous. Uh, another player to look out for would be your San Francisco 49ers, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he's been on... I don't want to say a tear, but he's been doing fine. Didn't he have just like eight catches for 96 yards? And 94 eight for yards? 99. Eight for 99. Week before that, four for 78. Uh, by week, week before that, one for 83 and a touchdown. Before that, two for 68. I mean... And Jimmy's in. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, they've got a better quarterback in now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, it kind of is because they play Chicago that the Marquise Goodrun got eight receptions when Jimmy Grappo came in. I, I think this is going to continue. Like, I, Marquise Goodwin should be owned. He's only owning 15% of teams right now. And, and going into the playoffs, I mean, I'd rather have him over. Let me see if I can bring up a list here. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have him over Robert Woods. I'd rather have him over Jameson Crowder. Crowder, I'll, I'll give you Crowder. I'm still. He's been doing. Uh, Crowder's been doing good. It's just I'm hard still to pretty start high up him. on Woods though. But I'll give I'll give you Crowder for sure. Yeah, but Crowder also had a lot of drops and fumbles in that Washington game last week. He was he had a rough game. Yeah, he, he's still getting the targets and the receptions. It's just. I just unless he gets like a big play, he he just doesn't really do much for me. I I'd guess. rather have uh, Goodwin over Amari Cooper right God now. Damn, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going, but you're wrong because if Cooper plays this week, they play Kansas City. Cooper will have his second best game of the season. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't trust it. I'll do a Cooper versus Crabtree bet. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I already owe enough bets to this group. <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah, so uh, I think that's I think that's really all of our streamers right now. Um, it's hard to think. I mean, are there is there anybody else that you can think of that might be a good grab that that you know could be under the radar for this week? Mike Davis. I, if you, I mean, if you if you had Mixon. 
I think Mike Davis is going to do... I don't think he's going to kill you, I guess is my thing. For this week, because a lot of leagues play with defenses, keep an eye out on Tyrod Taylor, because you remember who his backup is? Nathan Peterman. Oh, that's his name. What happened the last time he played in a game? Well, that's right. He threw five interceptions in one half. So while it's not the best play, keep an eye on Indy's defense if Tyrod Taylor does not play, because they probably won't kill you. He had a, uh, Peterman had a much better interception or uh, throw to inter- interception ratio when he came in this past week. Yes, but it was still eh, five picks are still kind of on the brain there. I think somebody to look at right now, um, tight end wise, is Ricky Seals Jones. I do have him in our XFL league, and it hasn't been bad. My concern he's, is the percentage of plays, though. He's only been it's only been three weeks now. Um, but he is showing that, I mean, at least when uh, Blaine Gabbert's in there, yeah, he's the re- catching the balls, and Blaine Gabbert likes him. True he's American, Blaine Gabbert. True American. Um, I mean, he is he is owned in 21% of leagues. Yep. And the last three weeks, I mean, he has been playing better than guys, guys ab- above him, people like uh, Delaney Walker, who's, a, I mean, very good player, but last few weeks, Ricky Seals-Jones has been better, been a better player. He's he's owned less than Jordan Reed, who has not been a good player this year because he's not playing. He hasn't played. He hasn't even practiced in like six weeks. Yeah. Um. I mean, people are starting Tyler Croft over him, and yeah, Tyler Croft has been a streaky player that has been a good start, a little bit of late, but he's touchdown dependent. And I mean, yeah, Seals Jones is fairly touchdown dependent, but even on his bad games, he's getting over 50 yards. So you're saying the tight end position is gross. I'm saying it's a little bit gross. <laughs> By a little um, bit. Although the top of the tight end position is noise. With Kelsey, oh, Gronk. it's so sweet. Kelsey, Gronk, Ingram. Ertz, Graham. Ingram's in there, too. Ingram's in there, too, yeah. He just had a big game this last week. Kind of bounced back after a couple down weeks. I think he went 8 for 99 or 7 for 99, something like that, and a touchdown. It was was a great week. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of great tight ends. I do have one to consider, too, because Zach Ertz is out right now with a concussion. And I will say that Trey Burton, the backup, in spot start duty when Ertz has been injured, has been very good for the Eagles. Yeah. So that is something to consider as well this week, you know, when if you're an Ertz, Ertz owner. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to our suds and duds for the week. And you know what? I think honors for suds and duds should go to the person that did not give us suds and duds last week. I agree. Uh, so let's go with Chris. Chris. All right. I'm going to start with my dud. Mix it up a little bit. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> what, what? my dad's gonna be marshawn lynch uh i I think after casey's casey's like just terrible loss to new york i think andy reed whips the team back in shape i I think this is gonna be a turning point i mean it's a little late but well you're uh, going with the guy that has one 100 yard game on the year to be your dud oh the past couple of weeks he's been he's been scoring he has had touchdowns last like three straight weeks i believe Mm mm-hmm but this past week was his first 100-yard game of the season, which shocked me. I actually did not realize that was his first time going over 100 this year. Yeah, so that's my dud. And my stud, sud is Trent. Don't you do that. 
Trent Taylor, the second receiver, Ooh. right? Who? Second Ooh. Ooh. receiver. Ooh. Ooh. Let me tell you guys a story. Now, now news <laughs> Let hasn't me rap broke. at you. No, news hasn't broke on this yet. But Jimmy Garoppolo, when when he was when he was traded, went to Tom's like a Tom. I'm getting traded. You got any 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 tips for me to succeed? Tom's like, hey, Jimmy, sit down. Have a seat. They sit down. <laughs> Looks at Jimmy's like, this is how I succeeded. Throw to the short white receiver. And you know what he did? He threw to Trent Taylor. 5'9", Trent Taylor. So I think it, like, moving forward, I think there's going to be a lot of receptions going Trent Taylor's way. He's probably not going to get very many touchdowns, but if you need somebody in a half point to full point PPR... I think Taylor's going to be a sneaky play. Taylor's going to be a sneaky, sneaky play. All right, I dig it. All right, Shane, do you want to go or you want me to uh, go? Let's go Zach go next. All right, my sud this – hey, you know what? I'm going to follow suit. My dud this week is going to be Russell Wilson, who's going up against the Jaguars. Right now, the Jaguars' defense leads the NFL in both yards and points allowed. You know what you need in fantasy to get – to be relevant? Touchdowns. Yards and points. So what? <laughs> exactly. Who would have thought, right? Um, their defense is the number one in sacks as well. So if you have a league that takes away points for people getting sacked, which I don't know why why that happens, but um, it, it's a good play. I mean, that's they've got three guy, four guys on their defensive line with six or more sacks this year, and they lead the NFL in sacks. It's not, and Russell Wilson doesn't have what you would call the epitome of a good offensive line. So I just see it being a really down week. I, if I owned him, I would be looking for a streaming option, like we talked about earlier. I could do that. McCown, he's out there. Yep, he McCown. There. Even Gabbert. I think Gabbert would be a better option this week than Russell Wilson. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I might make a bet with on you. That is, on that is one. some words. All right. So. Well, we'll talk. Um, my sud is going to be a guy we previously talked about as well, Cameron Brait. Last week, with Jameis Winston's first game back, he was two for 39 and two touchdowns. He hadn't scored a single touchdown since the first half of the game that Jameis Winston went out, uh, when it was the first ever Harvard-to-Harvard touchdown connection in the NFL. It It's a gross tight end group. Cameron Brait is the number eight tight end on the year. He's been producing. He was producing for a long time until Jameis got hurt. And I just think that now that he's back, it's going to be in just more of that, more production. Yeah. I can dig that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll uh, I'll give mine next then. So my dud to continue the streak. To target. Eli Manning. I thought about it. So my dud this week is going to be Sexy Rexy Burkhead. So he's a guy that I actually we talked about a little bit earlier about a streaming option, uh, and I I get it. I think he's still worth a grab. I just the way that New England works, being a New England fan, is that once a running back starts to become relevant, you stop using them. <laughs> uh, so my belief is that that means either Dion Lewis or Rex Burkhead is going to have a rough week this week, and my money's on Rex Burkhead. And that's because Deion Lewis has that big gain potential Yeah. that in the limited time that they show him. Because, I mean, even when it comes down to it, Deion Lewis, uh, when he was getting those, I mean, yes, lately, the last two weeks, he's had more 
more carries. He's explosive though. Yeah, those Very few weeks, explosive. the few weeks before that, when he was when he came back and and was really playing, it was on a couple big plays. So, so I mean, I still see that happening for him. What's the cutoff for him? Because I mean, he's gonna get the goal line touchdown. Is it? He needs more than eight points. Uh, yeah, or... I would say more than eight. Um, now with that said, uh, he for the last five weeks he's had more than eight points. Two of the or three of the last five weeks he's been a solid running back two choice. One, I mean, two of them it's been a solid running back one even. Um, he, but I I just don't see them going with that same game plan. Uh, I, I feel like the Patriots are going to mix it up just so that they can keep uh, Burkhead as a uh, surprise option in the playoffs kind of idea. So I think it's possible the next few weeks you might see see him as a as a little bit of a of an iffy one. So with that said, my next choice for my my sud is going to be Devontae Freeman, which doesn't sound like an out of the realm pick because of the name, but. Uh, guess the last time that he had a 10 point 10 fantasy point game well he was out for two weeks with concussion Devontae Freeman Devontae Freeman week week 7 week 4 what week 4 was his last double digit point game he's only had 3 double digit point games this year week week 2, 3, and 4 wow and it's not it's not all him uh they have given up on the rush a lot this year. Yes. Uh, his uh, week four was also the last time he had over 15. Or the, it was the last time he had over 12 rushes in a game. He had 18 rushes that game. Uh, last touchdown. Yeah, it was all, yeah, that was also the last time he had a touchdown. Um, with that said, I think against New Orleans, who was super good against the pass. Um, yeah, Julio Jones is still going to be a, a solid option there, but... New Orleans, they give a lot of credit to Lattimore for New Orleans. But because Lattimore ended up being so good, it means that their former number one and their former number two cornerbacks have now been pushed down the charts. Yeah. And so they are solid two and three options. Mm-hmm. So they're shutting down that pass at a at a really good rate for New Orleans, especially when they started so badly this year. Yeah. Um. So there, I see Atlanta coming in with a game plan that leans more on the run, uh, and more on checkdowns. And so I think this is this is a good game for Devontae Freeman. I think this is his comeback. This is back to being double digit points. I think that you could see, I would say, eighteen points from him this week in PPR. I like it. He got almost twice as many snaps as Tevin Coleman did last week. Yeah. He's the more explosive back, and when he runs the ball, he looks better. Yeah, oh, when yeah. Tevin Coleman was in there for, for Freeman, there was a couple good plays, but consistently, uh, Freeman looks like the better running back. So, oh. Carlos, O'Kelly. All right, so since everyone else did it, um, my dud for this week is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Um, he, over the past... The second leaving the number one catcher on on the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. I, yeah, actually, um, he over the past four weeks he's been very good. He's gotten four touchdowns over the past. He's had four there in the last three yep, yep. in three out of the last four games. He's scored at least one touchdown. He's had four total touchdowns, uh, two rushing, two receiving. 
Um, he scored at least 10 points PPR in each of the last four games. He's been kind of on a tear. Um, he got injured a little bit during the Jets game, but not, it wasn't anything too serious. He's been, you know, trending upward, trending upward. And this week he has to go against one of the best defenses in the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's the Vikings did a great job last week of shutting down a two-headed attack of Tevin Coleman and uh, Devonta Freeman. They've done a great job all year of neutralizing uh, rushing attacks. I think the best rushing game all year was uh, Jordan Howard earlier this year. Well, that you're calling him a running back, though. He's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver, but... <laughs> He's a gadget running back. He is a gadget running back, but... He was actually almost my dud. I almost made him my dud before, mm-hmm. earlier today when I was thinking about it. He was actually the first one that came into my mind when I started looking at the games, because... Like you said, they're going to neutralize the running back. Right. And even though he's not running the ball, right now he is getting... He is considered a running back. Mm-hmm. And I would argue he is... He is the second most dangerous target, or he is the second most dangerous weapon on that offense. I would still consider Cam Newton yeah. more dangerous just because if you break if he breaks contain, it's game over and he's going to run for 50 yards. and You know, 50 yards on a run. Um... But I think they do a, they've do. they done a great job of neutralizing the strongest weapon on offenses all year, and I think they're going to continue doing that this week. I mean, yeah. Minnesota's number two against the run this year, so it's going to be hard for McCaffrey to, to pick up yards on the ground. And they're also number 10 against the pass, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, a lot of those yards comes from checkdowns for uh, for them, but I just I don't see... I don't see McCaffrey picking up. I, I like this dud. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for my sud, oh, I almost went Eli. I would have. I know where you sleep. You you do. Uh, two floors above you. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I but I didn't choose Eli. I chose someone who Chris helped me get back aboard this train. You can't choose Gronk. I'm not choosing Gronk. Oh, he's out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Zach, you helped me get back on this train. Um, Small JP Ryan? Uh, no, no. I'm going with. Are you Josh. a little high right now? I am a little. High. I might be a little guy. high because <laughs> I'm going with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is my sud for this week. That aroma in the air, folks. They call Hugh Jackson called his like showed his hand and said we're gonna pepper this guy with targets. He was going against one of the top cornerbacks in the, the best league. cornerback, the, the best, best cornerback right in the league last week, and he still went four for eighty five. Uh, he had 11 targets. They're going up against a Green Bay Packers defense that's not that great. Um, Haha, Clinton Dix is really the strongest. <laughs> Clinton Dix, <laughs> exactly. He is the strongest <laughs> member of that secondary. And I, if Kaiser can get a little bit of time, if Nick Perry and um, Mike Daniels don't, you know, put too much pressure on him, I think he's got a shot to at least get over 100 yards. Probably get a touchdown. I think Josh Gordon. Could be very much so back to form this week against the Packers. I think he still has a shot at leading the league in receiving. Green Bay? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's going to happen. Green Bay Wait, is 26 you... against the pass this year. 26. That's bad. That's because they, they, all their corners suck. Yeah, yeah I'm not arguing there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I concur. Hey, guess, <laughs> hey, do you remember who used to play for Green Bay? Wasn't his name Casey Hayward? Who? 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 You mean we, the best corner in the league? Oh, the best yeah, corner in the league. Yeah, that, yeah. that one. That one, yeah. They let him just walk away. Yeah, that one. Hey, you know, choices. 
Um, they also let Micah Hyde leave, but you know, Micah Hyde, like Micah, I know, <laughs> Micah Hyde, Hyde. Micah Lee. <laughs> I like that. Oh, <laughs> that took me a second. I'm um, happy. So yeah, that would Josh Gordon is my sud, and uh, you know, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I like it. And that's our suds and duds. Yeah, uh, that's what we got there. Uh, do we have? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. So here's time to the theme song. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna head to my corner, listen to some facts. It's gonna make me feel really, really factual. Uh, Zach's fact corner. It feels so nice. Where's my dog? Lost my truck. Where's my alcohol? Get me a cold beer. Put it in that red cup. Where's my dog? Where's my truck? Need some alcohol. Get into Zach's fact corner with me now. Scene. <laughs> right. That was actually that up, was boys. pretty solid. That was Have pretty solid. <laughs> Normally I'm drop. like, oh great, when's this gonna end? But that was pretty solid. <laughs> that felt real real nice. <laughs> Alright. Uh the Rams have ended the longest active drought without a winning season this year. Hey. It's been thirteen seasons. Their last winning season was two thousand three. When Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk were on the roster. What? 2003 was their last winning season? That was Did their they... last winning season. Oh, we're not counting ties? I guess ties aren't winning. <laughs> no, they're not, Chris. <laughs> Fun facts. Um, Geno Smith is now the fourth player with a passing TD for the Giants since November 21st of 2004. Eli Manning's first start. Can you name the other two? Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the question one more time? There's been two. There, aside from Geno Smith, there's been two other quarterbacks since Eli Manning's first start to throw touchdowns for the New York Giants. Can you name those other two quarterbacks? Ryan Nassib. Yep. What? <laughs> what? And he was their backup for like four years. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, Charlie Batch. No. Damn. Did Josh Freeman? Nope. Uh-huh. But I like that guess. Uh, I do like that guess too. Um, did, a, I can easily give it away. Did I, Odell Beckham Jr. throw no. a touchdown? No, but that would have uh, been funny. That's funny. Um, um, he's got a brother that's an analyst, and well, actually, oh he Hasselbeck, is the Tim Hasselbeck. No, no, no. Tiki Barber. No, what? What? His what? brother's Rondé Barber, who's an analysis no, for Fox. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you didn't let uh, me finish though. Oh, I thought you. Were, oh, I'm he sorry. is his. I was saying his. I messed up because I was saying his brother is a quarterback in the NFL and he is an analyst. Uh. I think the AFC West. Philip Rivers. Close. <laughs> no. Wait, uh, is. It's Derek. Yes. It's David Carr. David Carr, yes. Who's David Carr in oh, analysis for? Oh, that's right. He's an analyst uh, for NFL Network. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Larry Fitzgerald has passed Isaac Bruce for fourth all time on the NFL's all time receiving list. Hmm. So he is now behind the great Jerry Rice, Tim the Brown. great Terrell Owens, and, and the, the great and the Randy okay Moss. Randy Moss. You should have just said and Randy Moss. That would have been no, that. That was the joke. Yeah. Three of those four. I'm not be as Hall clever as you. Swing and a miss. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Chris, those are fighting words. All right, you, I see what you're. I see what you want to do. Dirty pop. Um. All right. 
Uh, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara combined for 202 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. That was the fifth straight game where them com- they combined for over 200 yards from scrimmage. Well, they're both top 10 running backs right now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. ESPN ridiculous. projects them to be number two and number three this week in, in points and at the running back position. Roto World was saying that, I was reading earlier, or maybe it was on ESPN, that if Mark Ingram sits, because right now he's dealing with a toe issue, we completely forgot about that. So oh, it's yeah. possible oh, yeah. that Ingram doesn't play on Thursday. But they were saying Marvin or Alvin Kamara would be the number one running back overall. Not just a RB1. They were saying the running back one overall. He would be the yeah. RB1. Does, uh, I, I see why they would say that, but yep. uh, I think that, that that raises up uh, whoever the third string running back is. I C- think Is that CJ Spiller? No. No. No, <laughs> uh, no he's been cut and no, released. No, it's Jonathan Williams. Yeah, it's Jonathan oh, Williams. Oh, yeah. I think it, it raises uh, him up because it gives him potential for touchdowns on the goal line, John which Payne, is all going to Ingram right now. Sean Payne never runs just one running back. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, <laughs> yeah, he, just, he never does it. A yeah. <laughs> uh, few more here. So with a second quarter TD reception, Larry Fitzgerald joined only two other players as the only players in NFL history with 1,200 career receptions. Marvin Harrison, Jerry Rice? Well, Terrell Owens. Nope. T.O. was like was barely short. Reception? It, it's Jerry Rice. Yep. He's got to be one. Tim Brown? Nope. He was not a wide receiver. Oh, Tony Gonzalez. There you go. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, you said not a wide receiver, and my mind instantly went to LT, and I was like, no. <laughs> what? Actually, that popped into my head, too. I was, I was like, like, Ladanian Tomlinson didn't all that. Speaking of Ladanian Tomlinson, oh. Frank Gore just passed Ladanian Tomlinson on the all-time NFL rushing yards yep. list. Boo. Good for him. Oh, boo. Boo. I like it. Just, I, I love LT. Gore has... Well, God, he's been consistent. He's yeah, that. Yeah. He's like another Emmett Smith, where no one like loved hearing that Emmett Smith was the number one over to overall uh, rusher, just because Emmett Smith was just consistent. He was just getting those yards. It wasn't pretty all the time. Playing for like fifteen years, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he played like fifteen straight years yeah. of like you know twelve hundred yards a season. Like he was, he was that that not sexy running back that was just good i gotta say when i watch him when i watch him in like highlight videos and stuff i'm bored out of my mind yeah yeah he's (laughs) he's this generation's curtis martin yeah year after year well he was also that generation's curtis martin too (laughs) (laughs) he started at like the same time as kurt curtis martin and just kept going oh no martin came in way later yeah martin came in way later than emmett smith and then ended earlier yes correct I was um, talking about Frank Gore as this generation's curse. Oh, got it. Okay. Year after year, 1,000 oh. yards, 1,000 yards, 1,000 yards. Yep. Uh, only one player in the NFL this year has multiple games with 100 receiving yards in the first half of a game. Only one player has multiple games. Who is that player? In the first half? Is it Tyree Hill? No. Is it Tyrell Williams? Nope. Oh, is it Keenan Allen? Nope. It's oh. someone that Chris brought up actually on the podcast today. Josh oh. Gordon's only played in one game. <laughs> Talk to me, he's going to lead the league. It was, um, uh, Chris says you should go out and get this guy because he's only owned in about Oh, Marquise 30- Goodwin? Nope. Oh, just kidding. Jermaine Curse? Did I forget his name already? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He yes, was, you he, did. He was a Viking. Mike, Mike Wallace. Uh, yeah. There you go. So Mike Wallace, like I was saying only, it. <laughs> Mike Wallace is the only guy with more than 100 receiving yards in multiple games this season in the first half. I'm glad that we gave you this really good 
uh, theme song for your trivia corner this week because this has been a good one. Yeah, a um, couple more here. So, let's see. Elvin Kamara became the third rookie in NFL history to record 600 rushing and 600 receiving plus yards in a season or in their rookie season. The other two were Billy Sims in 1980 and somebody named Charlie Taylor in 1964. And oh, both Charlie <laughs> Both of them won good. the Associated Press Rookie of the Year. Mm. Well, the Billy Sims one, that's a little... Because eh, he was in the USFL for a little bit. I, I believe... I think I've got this right. He was in the USFL for a few years, so when he came to the NFL... He was he was a man. He wasn't okay. He was like a year. He wasn't a, like a year out of college. He was like it was like Ichiro Suzuki when he went to the MLB. He was already thirty two. Right. And, yeah. And you know, jacked. Playing, playing ten years, ten twelve years later, still. I mean, Kamara uh, is going to win Rookie of the Year. I think there's oh, yeah. no way he doesn't. I, I think yeah. he's ran away with it now that Kareem Hunt hasn't done anything. Yeah. Since yep. like week Offens- five. Offensive, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Des Bryant. This one, actually, Chris. Both rookies of the year might be on New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara. That's yeah. very true. Uh, Des Bryant now has seventy-two career receiving touchdowns, which is the Cowboys' record. Ugh. Yep, that's how I felt. Too Love true. it. <laughs> uh, this one was nuts. The last time Eli Manning did not start a game for the Giants was November fourteenth of two thousand four. The Eagles' head coach. Doug Peterson and NFL Hall of Famers Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith, and Deion Sanders were all still active NFL players. Wow. What? <laughs> yep. The I know, last I know Deion came back with Baltimore. I didn't know Emmett was still playing. Yeah. Two thousand four. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and that streak is broken. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Who's the next longest streak? Far? No. No, as in like active. Oh, active? Active? I think it's Rivers, actually. I think it is all. Uh, sure I also think it's Rivers. I think he's at 180 active starts. Yeah, yeah there was, some... it was It was another big number and for Eli him. Eli was at like, what, 288 or something like that? He wasn't that far ahead, I thought. Oh, and then actually, I this one kind of came in, came out interesting. So we all know the Eagles lost this last week for their second game this season to lose. Here's the Eagles records over the first, you know, handful of games first start of the season. The week 1 they beat the 5 and 7 Redskins, week 2, 2 and 10 Giants, week 3, 6 and 6 Chargers, 5 and 7 Cardinals, 8 and 4 Panthers, 5 and 7 Redskins, 2 and 10 Niners, 3 and 9 Broncos, 6 and 6 Cowboys without Zeke, 3 and 9 Bears. These are the Eagles. These are the teams that the Eagles have beat this year. Yeah, they they uh, as the uh, Bleacher Report thing said, the Eagles riding an easy schedule to number one in the NFC. So yep. what you're saying, you mean number two? Oh, now is Minnesota two. is gonna go to the Super Bowl. You can hey, just I'm say not, it, Zach. I'm it's not necessarily possible. saying Minnesota's going to the Super Bowl because I honestly think that the best team in the NFC right now is the Minnesota is the Vikings. Just kidding. The, I know the Saints lost imagine? to them in the in the first game of the of the season. They're but, a different I mean, team they're though. a completely different team yeah. now. Can you imagine a Saints Vikings NFC Championship game in, in Minnesota? Minnesota? That oh would be crazy. Maybe the rest will help us out this time. <laughs> I, that might be the first pro game in a, uh, that the goalposts come down. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it could be. Um, also, I was mistaken on that um, Billy Sims one. So he, yeah, he, did not play, oh. he did not play for uh, the United States Football League. Come However, on. he was the last first overall pick uh, from Oklahoma before Sam Bradford. 
Ooh. Uh, which was 1980 when he got drafted by the Detroit Lions. Oh. Yeah. I still think we stand a pretty good chance against New Orleans. Where, for passing running backs, we've allowed the six most yards. I think that Minnesota's got it rough because there is going to be a moment that Case Keenum falls back to earth. Next year. <laughs> you, everyone here hopes. I mean, yeah, it's, hoping, yeah. it's rough to th- I mean, Playoffs he, played, is a whole different he game. did not play yeah. well for the Rams last year. But that was did, also a Jeff did, Fisher did coach. Anybody, that's true. Did anybody? I, that's that's <laughs> also true. <laughs> but Jared I mean, Goff lost his first seven games, and now he's got a team at nine and three, nine and two. Case Keenum, it, it's it's hard for me to see Case Keenum as Super Bowl champion. I mean, it's <laughs> Trent, hey, Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Hey, Brad Johnson. Yeah, that Brad Johnson's a little bit easier. Hey, Eli Manning. Oh. Oh, twice. Um, so I've got one more fun no. fact. <laughs> Speaking of Super Bowls, I've got one more fun fact here. The Jaguars are the only team ranked in the top five in point differential, turnover differential, yardage differential, and sack differential this season. The last team to rank top five in all of those categories the Bucks. was the 2007 New England Patriots. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Went oh. 2016-0. They went 16-0. They went. Six, I wasn't gonna bring up the second part. They we went all, sixteen we and zero. Was that their eighteen and one season? Okay. <laughs> it was their eighteen. And one I did, they I won. Jacksonville eighteen to one odds to repeat. <laughs> they <that>. won. Oh, <laughs> savage, Carl. Just savage. They won the most games in a row in a single season. It just so happens that there was one more game than the Dolphins had to win in their undefeated year. <laughs> Two more games. Two more games because they Two were seventeen games, and 14 0. 0. Yeah. Or yet, no. Seventeen and zero after the playoffs. But yeah, so that's all I got for the fun facts. That was good. I, I dug that. Um, so it looks like there are no more Gatorades in the room. Uh, oh, we're busting out the beers again. Hey yo, and uh, all the Advil's taken. So this is the end of your fantasy hangover. Uh, good luck, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good luck. Deuces. Good, good luck in the playoffs.